Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Boys America listeners, welcome to my 430th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and basketball, in this case, and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is, of course, March Madness, uh, rolling on to the Elite Eight uh, over the weekend, and... With two games tonight and two more tomorrow night to set the final four. Of course, the overarching question is, can Gonzaga run the table to immortality? They're undefeated. They're playing very well, uh, winning each game handily. And feels like uh, they're representing every small college in America. Uh, as to whether or not they can pull it off. They've been nibbling around the edges for years, if not a couple of decades, as a top-tier team. Uh, And they finally arrived, riding uh, the wave of an undefeated season and the number one overall seed and really just looking uh, pretty unbeatable. But this is... uh, This is March Madness, so we know that anything is possible. Uh, As we saw yesterday with the Alabama-UCLA game uh, being declared by all, including myself, as the game of the tournament, Alabama was the number two seed, UCLA the number 11 seed, and also uh, a first four play-in team. Uh, UCLA won in overtime. It was just an epic ending with uh, in regulation where Alabama hit a three-point shot from way behind the line to send it to overtime, and UCLA took, it, took over from there and just grasped it right off the bat and pretty much coasted uh, to victory with... Uh, you know, a solid five, six, seven point lead throughout the five minute overtime. And it was just a great game. It was just so exciting and leads into my low light of the week, which was simply the number two seed Alabama, you know, missing, basically losing because of foul shots, missed foul shots. That's what really, really did them in. It wasn't not 
putting it together in overtime or anything like that. Uh, uh, they were uh, dismal from the foul line throughout the day. And as you watched, you just knew it was likely to come back to haunt them. And ultimately it did. They, you know, to their credit, uh, they played well. They missed a couple huge foul shots at the end of the game, but they got it to overtime with that amazing three-point shot and uh, just couldn't con- couldn't continue from there. You kind of thought that maybe that would lift them, elevate them, but it just didn't. Uh, instead, UCLA rose to the occasion, and it feels like a throwback with uh, UCLA back in the Elite, elite Eight and uh, playing tomorrow night, and they're, uh, you know, they're... I grew up on the UCLA dynasty, and there was probably nothing quite like it ever in sports. Um, 11 national championships over a very short span, over like 13 years or something to that effect. And uh, the iconic players, Lou Alcindor, slash Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to Bill Walton. In between, you had... uh, Sidney Wicks and Curtis Rowe, and uh, it was just an iconic dynasty, of course, all created by the legendary coach, John Wooden, who hails from Indiana. And here's a shout-out to the state of Indiana and the NCAA for getting to where they are tonight, which is the Elite Eight in the uh, pandemic era with COVID. Um, I've been saying this for a number of weeks, I think, that uh, the NCAA is headquartered in Indianapolis, and as we all know, the entire tournament is taking place in the state of Indiana with uh, the Pacers floor, Hinkle Fieldhouse where Butler plays, Final Four will be at Lucas Oil Stadium where the Colts play, and uh, other venues have been used too, I think Purdue, uh, and it's just really gone off very well. I believe there's just the one game that was uh, not played due to COVID. Uh, uh, literally, a team could not field a team. And uh, so every game but one has occurred. And it's just a testament to, uh, you know, the NCAA and, and getting it right, getting it done. Uh, I think after uh, missing last year with March Madness, we were all just uh, dying to get it back. Just had a tremendous appetite for it and simply uh, couldn't wait. And I think when it arrived back and we were all filling out brackets again, it was just simply uh, wonderful. And we realized then, well, truly, what we had missed uh, last year in having no NCAA tournament. So it has been incredible. And, uh, you know, another great game was on Saturday. I mean, a lot of the games have been uh, not that close. The majority, it feels like three out of four games per day or whatever, at least over this past few days, uh, were not close, but each we each produced uh, a fabulous game, which was, of course, UCLA and uh, Alabama yesterday. And then the day before, we had that uh, remarkable uh, game with uh, 
Oral Roberts in Arkansas. And Oral Roberts, of course, was looking, I believe, to become the first 15 seed ever to become, uh, to get to the Elite Eight. Um, and let me just throw in, before I forget, that UCLA is the first uh, team, as the first four play-in round since VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University, and Shaka Smart did it back in 2011. So, again, hats off to them. They're already uh, in rare air in that front. But, yes, Oral Roberts, that game, what an ending there where the nation's leading scorer came down, running running to just outside the three-point line and had a good look and just missed. Uh, But it looked like it was going in. It would have won the game. I think they lost by two. And uh, and Arkansas continues, and Arkansas really hung in there. I, I must say, it was a great game, start to finish. So that was Saturday's highlight for sure. And of course, UCLA Alabama was yesterday's highlight. Tonight we have that same Arkansas team playing Baylor, uh, terrific team there in uh, in the second game. Uh, late starter, about 10 o'clock Eastern. Uh, and the first game starting around 7 will be Oregon State at playing Houston. So that's going to be fun. This uh, is all headed to the Final Four. And then tomorrow we are going to have USC and Gonzaga at 7.15 p.m. And then UCLA and Michigan at, uh, again, around 10 o'clock. So it is going to be fun stuff. Uh, I've liked the new format that they've produced with the games kind of uh, starting Friday through Monday and in this case Tuesday, but talking about the early round, um, you know, just a different type of a format and uh, than we've, we've been used to, which is always the Thursday, Friday, uh, you know, 16 games each day and it got moved back a little bit. And I thought it'd come off well. I liked it a lot. And uh, and then the final four. Uh, I think it's going to be its typical Saturday. Not sure yet what the, exactly the schedule is. But, uh, yeah, I think the changes that they made uh, have been helpful, to say the least. Um so, yeah, so it has been really uh, a terrific tournament. Um, just playing the games in this era is an accomplishment. Um, the pool 60, 68, if not 72, with the first round uh, teams into a quasi-bubble, all in the state of Indianapolis is just no small achievement. Uh, I think, again, it was a smart move because the NCAA is headquartered there. So they were there with their entire staff to manage it. And what better place than Indiana? It just feels like uh, basketball-mad Indiana, Hoosier country, all of it. Hinkle Fieldhouse, of course, is where they filmed the end of the iconic movie Hoosiers. And now we're watching games there. Uh, from there, basically every day, it seems. So it was just, uh, you know, a terrific, terrific strategy on their part, uh, the NCAA, and uh, 
they're almost home with completing it. And, uh, and it's again, just a tremendous accomplishment. And, you know, the, you know, everything we love about the NCAA has been there. You know, it doesn't look or feel different. Uh, fewer fans, obviously, but fans nonetheless, which helps. And I give the fans a lot of credit because, uh, uh, you know, a, a low amount of fans have been making a whole lot of noise. And that's been, uh, that's really added to it as well. And you just have the uh, the scenes, the iconic scenes of, you know, the emotions involved. And none of that has changed. That is just like every year that we've been used to for our whole lives. So it has been wonderful. So now let's take a break. Still a lot more to get to on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. 
Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, and I talked NCAA March Madness to open the show, and uh, a lot to get to there, probably still more to get to as the show goes along here. Uh, but I was so busy with it, I didn't even get to my bizarre story of the week, which was uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks, and I'm here in the Tampa area, uh, re-signing all 22 of their starters. I think they may be the first or only the second team to do that in the, quote, modern era. Um, it's an amazing accomplishment. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Pretty much capped it off when he signed late last week. Uh, so people here in Tampa are all excited, uh, to say the least. And uh, the Bucks, what can you say? The team that looked so, so good uh, at the end of the season, won their last five or whatever games, and just rolled in to the playoffs, uh, is basically uh, the band is back together to make another run at it. And... Uh, the only the biggest notable name who hasn't re-signed, but he wasn't a starter, is none other than Antonio Brown. So a lot of speculation swirling about on Tampa Bay talk radio, sports talk radio, and beyond. And uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, but yeah, it, it's all very exciting. Uh, again, I, I've been saying this for weeks now, the Super Bowl afterglow is still on it exists and uh everybody uh it's just all football all the time and this is in the midst of uh the tampa bay lightning playing lights out and having a really really good season they of course are the defending stanley cup champions and then tampa bay rays uh opening day for baseball this week hard to believe um and the Tampa Bay Rays, of course, were in the World Series last year. So they were the American League East champs. They lost to the Dodgers in the series. Uh, so uh, you add them all up and you get Tampa's new nickname, which is Champa Bay. And uh, the excitement here, it's just so much fun. Uh, you know, spring training's going on and a couple more days of it here. I went down to Bradenton on Friday, where the Pittsburgh Pirates train, Lecom Park, uh, they were playing the Tigers, and I was down in the area, went by the ballpark, uh, and nice crowd, and it was just, uh, again, limited attendance, um, but, you know, a nice Pittsburgh flavor to it, um, and I had been up to uh, Dunedin when they opened their spring, spring training season, the Blue Jays, and uh, hard to believe that not only are the Tampa Bay Rays going to be playing at the Trop uh, right down the street from where I'm staying, but uh, there'll be a second major league team here with the Toronto Blue Jays, given Canadian restrictions, are starting the season uh, next week. Uh, I believe it's a week from Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. 
uh, with the first home game, they're going to be playing the regular season to start with, at least, at Dunedin, which is a suburb of Tampa Bay, beautiful beach town, spectacular beach town. Uh, and they're going to be playing their games, uh, real games, regular season games in uh, their spring training facility, which is a beautiful stadium. Went to a game there last year, uh, right downtown Dunedin, which is a beautiful place. Um, you can walk from downtown to the stadium. And so it's really going to be a wonderful thing. And this, of course, uh, goes with the Toronto Raptors for the very same reasons that the Blue Jays are playing here. They've been playing their season in downtown Tampa at Amelie Arena, where the Lightning play. So, again, it's just an amazing winter to be in Tampa Bay with the championships, additional teams, meaning the Raptors and now the Blue Jays playing regular season games here in Tampa to go with, you know, the existing uh, Bucks, Rays, and uh, Lightning. So it has just been like uh, a, a winter to remember, and it sure isn't over yet. Again, the excitement uh, is at every turn. Plus, not to mention, you know, the other spring training games that have been teams down here that have been playing are, uh, are the um, – Philadelphia Phillies right up the road in Clearwater, New York Yankees, uh, right in downtown Tampa across from Ray J, as it's known, Raymond James Stadium, where the Bucks play, and uh, the Bucks over the Sunshine Skyway, the, the Pirates, that is, uh, known as the Bucks to anybody from Western Pennsylvania like myself, uh, and so it's just been great, and of course, the Blue Jays up in Dunedin, so Tiger's not that far away in Lakeland, less than an hour um, Orioles down in Sarasota, so just tons of spring training teams down here. So it has just been awesome, to put it mildly, and uh, and everybody down here is just reveling in sports, uh, and Tampa Bay basically being the sports capital of the world uh, in recent months, and it's going to continue, no doubt about it. So now. Why don't we take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. 
Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join Chris Epting every week for the moment. Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And AP, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing just fine, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for calling in to join us. As always, a uh, uh, bittersweet day, sad day, actually, uh, with the Alabama game. I led the show talking about that as uh, acclaimed by all, from Charles Barkley to Jim Nance as the game in the tournament the three-pointer to tie it will go down in Alabama lore despite the outcome where they ended up losing in overtime and AP at the end of the day it was just really missed free throws as as they missed each one and the game got later and later I was cringing more and more because I knew how uh, how it was likely to come back and and cost them yeah, John, that was the key. Uh, they were pretty even, I think, in most areas. But that 11 yep. for 25, 14 um, missed free throws, plus the fact that I think Herb Jones was on the line when the score was 63 to 62. You have Correct. the SEC Player of the Year, the SEC Defensive Player of the Year, was shooting about 73%, missed both of them, didn't put the pressure on UCLA. They made two free throws, and Alex Reese came up with a sensational three-pointer to tie the game in uh, 
regulation. Uh, they went to overtime, of course, and they got buried after that. Really, it's uh, that was 20, 23 points UCLA scored. I think that was 65 all at the time, and they scored 23 points. Alabama came up with 13, so it wasn't enough. UCLA had some players, I believe, that scored double figures that did not average double figures. They had five people in double figures. Alabama had a few, but it was a sensational game, sensational ball game. Um, I said to you and many others before the tournament that Alabama won the regular season SEC. They won the SEC tournament to be part of the legacy and folklore of Alabama basketball. They had to win a, at a minimum two games in the tournament. They did. They had a chance to beat an 11th seed who was in the play-in round, and they have came up short against a blue blood name. It would have been um, quite the uh, icing on the cake. To, to reach that final uh, eight, which they've only done one other time, John, in the history of the program. So it was a very disappointing, heartbreaking, but you can't, uh, you know, uh, slide, you know, you can't uh, take away from what they did throughout the season no. and reach that point. No, you know, everything you said about them in the past number of weeks and you've, you've been on, Watching them all year, lending us your expertise, talking about them, and I'd say we really primed our audience to get excited to watch this team, and they delivered. Um, and you know, right up through yesterday, uh, fun team to watch, uh, very, very talented across the board. And uh, I would have loved to have seen them go further. I had them going further in my bracket. And, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. Uh, you used the word blue blood. I mean, the, the ultimate blue blood program in UCLA, who is just, you know, they're on a roll. And, you know, I won't say you could see this coming uh, in any way, shape or form. But in the same light, no one was surprised. I think everybody expected UCLA to play well, and they did. And they're just a team on a serious roll when you consider that they come in you know, and had to play in the first four, so they had to play an extra game. And given how they're playing, like, the extra game helped them. Like, they, you know, they're just getting better with each game. So, uh, it's been pretty interesting to watch them, you know, as it has been a lot of low seeds making noise, uh, to say the least. But I'm sure the state of Alabama is pretty disappointed. Yeah, for sure, John. Like I said, at UCLA, six players in double figures, John. Six players. That's phenomenal. That's a tremendous team effort by, by UCLA. Two with 17, two with 13, one with 15, and one with 10. And they just played above and beyond their uh, prior performances, I think, Correct. in this game. But exactly. that's what it, that's what, that's what it takes in this, uh, highly competitive situation, and we, when you reach the Sweet 16, John, everybody has a little magic at that moment. So you Correct. can't be surprised if if a, a role player scores double figure, comes off the bench, or uh, your high score has another good game, and and people shoot well. They uh, have some extra special shots that they make, or they do something inside the paint, or make a defensive play, or a steal, or uh, take a charge. I mean, everybody's giving their best performances. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just littered through the years with, uh, you know, people coming up big um, that, you know, you may not have been aware of in the past. Uh, role players, all of it. It's always awesome to watch. It happens throughout sports, but I don't think it happens 
anywhere else quite like the NCAA tournament, uh, to put it mildly. And, uh, and that's what we're seeing again. You know, it's been a great tournament. I mean, you just have to credit the NCAA. I mean, we've only had one game not played. Uh, you bring in 70 or so teams into the state of Indiana in a quasi-bubble. And you're basically every able to play every single game, but one. And the one that wasn't played was because of COVID, of course. And a team literally did not have enough players to put on the floor that night, so it was a forfeit. And uh, you know, watching games from Hinkle Fieldhouse and Basketball Mad Indiana and Purdue in the early rounds, it's all just been really so fun and. And it feels like every other previous NCAA tournament. It really does. Yeah, John. Um, you know, the state of Indiana, it was the perfect place to have this event. And, perfect. Uh, you know, I, like I said, uh, Houdini would have to, you know, qualify for this event. There's so much magic going around, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. Correct. You watch these teams play and uh, the performances and uh uh, you know, it's and it's nice to see other people around the country, teams that you don't get a chance to watch on TV for various reasons. And then it's a chance for redemption of some teams. Like, you know, UCLA, they're coming in as the 11th seed, the play-in game. Here they are, uh, the, the regional right. final, the final eight. So I, I think that's what's the appeal for most people. You get a chance to witness their team locally. You get a chance to find these, these uh, players that, you may not have heard of or are going to be like drafted. UCLA say, has been. Right. Go ahead, John. Oh, just, yeah. I mean, UCLA has been on everybody's radar since their play-in game, which was against Michigan State at like 10 o'clock at night, <laughs> you know, before the tournament, yes. quote, officially started. And, I mean, everybody looked at that matchup the moment it was announced, myself included, and just said, wow, what a matchup for, quote, the play-in round, the first four, as it's known you know, two of the most iconic programs in America. Uh, and UCLA, Michigan State, and everybody, including myself, just stayed up to watch it. And it turned out to be a good game, as everybody knew it would be, with Tom Izzo and coaching Michigan State. And it was great. So, you know, UCLA has just yeah. sort of had a prominent position in this tournament since that first game because they got everybody's attention right off the bat. And now everybody's, you know, just watching them. You said it perfectly, AP playing above what they've played in previous performances all year long. It's just that simple. John, and I believe there's going to be one coach who's going to win his first championship at this point. Okay. It, no matter who it is, like you're saying, from a small group of favorites or whatever. Mich yeah, right. R Start right, with Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah, Michi yeah Gonzaga, right. Uh, Mark yep. Few, uh, Scott Drew, uh, Michigan. Yep. UCLA's coach, USC's coach, Oregon State's coach, um, Arkansas's coach. Uh, who else we have left in there? One of the team I'm um, um, missing. Or, who did Oregon State, uh, they play. Um, don't have it right in front of me, but yes, I, I totally yeah, Houston. I forgot. Houston, Houston, right. So Houston, Houston but, you know, from the American. Houston, new, right, new coach from the American Athletic Conference for sure. So there's going to be a brand new winner as the head coach, which is fabulous i think absolutely absolutely that's that's what people that that's the beauty of march madness um that that can happen and 
that's that's a good factoid there uh, that it's going to happen. So Gonzaga, I mean, they're, they're they look great. I was saying AP at the beginning of you know I, I went to a small school in St. Francis College, now University in Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania, good basketball school, but it feels a little bit you know for me, and I'm thinking for millions of others, quite frankly that Gonzaga is kind of representing all the small schools in America, of which there are many, 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 to say countless, um, you know, as they go for not only a national championship, for gosh sakes, they're going for immortality. <laughs> you know, they're going to become the first undefeated team since Bob Knight and the Indiana Hoosiers of 1976, a team I remember well. And uh, I don't know, AP, uh, for, like I said, for me, going to a small school, I'm rooting for Gonzaga because I th- I feel like they represent every small school. And there's so many small schools, mine included, who, who have wonderful basketball programs, traditions, and histories uh, who, who never got, you know, have never gone as far as Gonzaga has gone, let alone undefeated. So I think it's pretty cool. Right. Oh, yes. I think another interesting uh, perspective for me would be, I think USC plays Gonzaga. USC, I don't yep. know if they've been to the Final Four. I don't think they've been to the Final Four. If UCLA was to defeat Michigan, USC defeated Gonzaga, I believe they would play in the semifinals. What if USC won that whole thing in the same year that they beat UCLA in the Final Four? I mean, that city of Los Angeles, that would be quite a storyline. It would be amazing, AP, and that uh, that's another great fact on your part. I mean... Uh, any co- any follower of college sports, myself included, last night, as soon as the USC game ended, and boy, they looked good. Um, you know, I instantly said, "Wow, USC and UCLA both in the Elite Eight. When does when does that happen?" And of course, leave it to ESPN to say to flash it up this morning. It's the first time it ever happened. And uh, hey, and John, o- so or- cool. Oregon State, yeah, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon State, State. yes. And, exactly. and John, I think this is—I think this is correct. Uh, I'm not positive, but the last time Oregon State was in the Final Four, I might have been 62, and one of the participants for the the, uh, the the Beavers was none other than Heisman Trophy winner Terry Baker. And I remember Terry Baker. Oh my gosh! Yes, he was one of my first yeah. football memories uh, back around 19 whatever 60. It feels like. 62, he was the Heisman Trophy winner, I believe. 62, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Yeah. I think they were beating the semifinal, I believe. Correct, correct. So so who who would ever think the the, the Pac-12 would have three teams in the final eight? Well, the Pac-12 is the story of the tournament, obviously. They're just, uh, you know, and, and good for them. I'm glad because, you know, Honestly, AP, they've been getting, uh, they haven't been getting any, any love on the gridiron for the past couple of years, that's for sure. Uh, every time no. you hear the Pac-12 mentioned in college football, it's uh, typically negative and how they're not really a player in the Power Five or the, the least player in power, you know, given their history and tradition, i.e. Terry Baker winning Heisman and stuff like that, uh, on and on and on. You know, it, it's, I'm, I'm sure they're, feeling it and are just loving and rightfully so the mark they've made in this tournament. It, it's already embedded no matter what happens. The Pac-12 team doesn't even need to win another game to still be the story of the tournament in my mind. 
and now and there's a whole lot of upside if they continue to win. Yes, yes, but uh, you know, then you look at let's look at some of the teams, Sean. Geographically, uh, the only one on the, the, this side of the Mississippi, I think, I believe, what do we have? Um, uh, Michigan, right? Michigan's on this side of the Mississippi. I, I wish I was set up in front for a job group class. I sat near the near the front, but I <laughs> must have missed that day. Is so I think you're right about that. Is it Michigan? Yes. Michigan, and, and all the other teams you have: Arkansas, Baylor, USC, Oregon State, UCLA. Uh, the on the west of the Mississippi. Correct. That's unusual in and of itself, especially when you factor in. You know, we've been talking about this. F- for a, a number of months, you know, no Duke, North Carolina. I mean, the ACC is not even, uh, you know, in the mix, which is just unheard of, uh, right. let alone Big East, SEC, ACC. I already said ACC, but, you know, you're just, uh, it is, it's, the tournament is sideways, tilted, you might say, uh, tilted by the Mississippi yeah. River. And, <laughs> and that's a very good point, AP, geographically. By the way, Nobody should be sleeping on Baylor. They're a ter- tremendously talented team. Um, pretty much number two yeah. team all year. They hit some bumps in the road late. Clearly, they've recovered. And so, you know, a, a lot of people would say Baylor and Gonzaga have been the two best teams all year, period. And uh, I think there's something yeah, to be said I, for that. I, yeah, I think so, John. I think that's correct. I don't think there's very many people that would – Dismiss that point because uh, the Baylor's very athletic. They're good, strong offensively, good coaching, and that's a team that's r- risen from the ashes, right? That program. Correct. Actually. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Uh, they're a lot like Alabama AP. Very balanced. You know, they just have a lot of depth, and just everybody can everybody can play. Uh, who's out on yeah. the floor for them? Um, yes, well, AP, yes. hard to believe we're already. At, go ahead. No, go ahead and say the one of their players is Butler, the guard. He he was at Alabama for about five minutes. There was a health issue involved, I believe, and here he is making All-American at Baylor. Yeah, I know. It's remarkable. Um, well, AP, we're already at the end of our first segment together, so why don't we take our final break and still a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone 
and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are working on your path to enlightenment, may we suggest another guide point to help you get there. It's Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Roz Kincaid. Roz and her guests are making this show a safe place to find balance, healing, and transformation. You'll learn how to manifest the best version of your life. Make sure you join Roz every week for Soul Healing Conversations, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready to go inside the lives of some of the top recording artists the music industry has known. Join host Troy Bronstein every week as he becomes a prince among queens. Troy discusses the careers and past, present, and future projects from these artists. And if there's time on each show, you just might hear some performance gems as well. Listen for Prince Among Queens every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Where's America listeners? Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm... I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. My pick of the week for appointment viewing is, of course, tonight and tomorrow night, Elite Eight games, two each night. Check your local listings, and then coming up later in the week, we have opening day for baseball. That's awesome, too, so... uh, so a good week, and then capping it off next weekend, of course, with the Final Four. So good week of sports, AP. We're getting into some good stuff, and I was able to say all that without even mentioning the word football, but it's, there's always football. And uh, <laughs> y- you you were doing some football this morning, correct? Absolutely. We had a Zoom session with the University of Alabama quarterback, Mac Jones, and so I think there's some teams that are considering drafting him as, as instead of some of these other quarterbacks. I believe that Trevor Lawrence is almost uh, certain to be in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. I, I, yes. That would be maybe one of the biggest surprises of all time, and we've been watching drafts for decades, right, John? So I think that would be one 100%. of the biggest surprises. Yeah, It's a lock. It's a lock. Yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, So Mac Jones, he's... I, I think he's Brady-like. I really do. His he's style a of play. That, 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 yeah, he's a winner, and he has the, the touch. He has the leadership capabilities and qualities. Um, he performed on a big stage, won yep. a championship, became a first-team All-American, won all the quarterback awards, the Unitas, the uh, Dave O'Brien, I mean, all those things that came his way. Uh, he he was patient and behind uh, 
two NFL quarterbacks to, to a tongue of Iowa and Jalen Hurts. Say. So I was going to say, I, I coming think, on the heels of them yeah. is an impressive achievement on his part. Oh yeah, that that's quite a um, that's quite a quarterback room on the collegiate level. Exactly right, and for him to take over as seamlessly as he did and do what he did, which was a record-setting season by any standard and national championship, elevated him, in my opinion, uh, tremendously. Yeah, I've always thought a lot of Mac Jones. Uh, yes. Not particularly the first time I saw him play, John, against, I think he was asserted into the Tennessee game, and it looked like Mac was nervous that game. But he came back strong okay. the next week after he played or the following week or two. And since then, I really like Mac. I just love everything about his poise, his accuracy, which is documented, his ability to be a strong leader. All the players gravitate towards him. That's really important. He seems Huge. to understand that the offense, he can disseminate the information. of the full, He can read the full field and throw to the proper receiver whether it's out of the backfield to the running back or the wide receiver or the tight end. So I just like Mac Jones on the field and off the field as well. Yes, and it has shown all year, as you described, his exploits on a weekly basis. Uh, again, record-setting year and national championship. What else need be said? And, uh, and yeah, I, I can tell you like him uh, – you know, as a Patriot season ticket holder, I mean, you made you made the reference uh, to Tom Brady, and that's exactly how I viewed him. Just he's a winner, and all the rest is just details to me. Um, you know, he checks all the boxes, and granted, he was with a great program, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see who takes him. I think he's going to go high, really high, um, and. Uh, I, I think he's, you know, headed for a good pro career. But again, at the end of the day, you know, he's a winner. And, and I'll reiterate what I said that, you know, it, it wasn't easy, I think, taking the reins from Tua and Jalen Hurts, both iconic Alabama quarterbacks. And uh, and he, he just handled it beautifully, <laughs> just perfectly in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, John, quarterbacks at the NFL – the top collegiate programs, they need to play with confidence. And Matt Jones, he's extremely confident to be in a room with those two other quarterbacks who are in the NFL, and he believed that he could uh, be the starting quarterback and follow them. Think about that. Not right. many quarterbacks. The coaches don't want to follow legendary people. Uh, he followed those right. two individuals and led him to a national championship, undefeated season, first-team All-American, I mean, uh, I just – Matt Jones, that one season, that's the best quarterback play ever at the University of Alabama. Correct. Exactly. And we're talking, you know, Bart Starr, Joe Namath, <laughs> uh, you know, Kenny, Stabler. Todd, Kenny Stabler, on and on and on. So it's a, right. an incredible history. And uh, for him to do what he did, you know, just amazing – and he made players around him better. Start with, uh, of course, the Heisman Trophy winner, right? That's right. That's right. But but yeah. but, but Mac Mac contributed to him to him winning the Heisman Trophy. Well, exactly. That's my point. Yes, he he was. You know, you can add right. that to the list 
of accomplishments. <laughs> he threw, <laughs> threw for the Heisman Trophy winner, and you know, uh, so he he played a pretty distinct role, I would say, in Devontae winning the Heisman Trophy, to put it mildly. So yeah, uh, Smith and AP, Jones. Smith and some, Jones, right? Smith, Smith, and, Smith it goes Smith together. And Jones. Smith and Jones. <laughs> yeah. AP added all up, and again, he said it. It's, again, one of the most impressive accomplishments in college football history, seasons, um, in every way. So, uh, good for him. I'm glad, uh, you know, you got to listen in on the press conference uh, today, the Zoom conference, I should call it, and uh, and we'll all be watching. I think he's going to go high. I think the NFL probably just loves him, and uh, you can... Rest assured that I'm guessing that Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are talking a little bit about Mac Jones these days. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. There's quite a conversation going on between those two. Like I say, the most famous Croatians uh, west of the Atlantic Ocean. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Well, AP, I just want to thank you so much for calling in. Glad we uh, squeezed in some college football there at the end uh but it's all about march madness these days uh after an awesome weekend this weekend and the previous weekend of course and then to have two games tonight two games tomorrow baseball midweek late week and then <laughs> final four it's all good ap uh we're, we're getting back to it feels like we're getting back to normal maybe that's the best way to say it, which is long overdue I think so. It's like walking up one of those hills in San Francisco to the Fairmont Hotel or the or the, uh, yeah. or the top of the mark. There, it's it's a long way and it's it's steep and it's uh, it takes quite an effort. But I think we're on our way. Perfectly said. Since I've walked up every one of those streets, AP. So uh, <laughs> you, you couldn't have closed it better. And I want to thank you as always for calling in and uh, lending us your expertise. Thank you, John. My pleasure. All right, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.